This is Find Your Dream Job, the podcast that helps you get hired, have the career you want, and make a difference in life. I'm your host, Mac Pritchard. I'm also the founder of Max List. It's a job board of the Pacific Northwest that helps you find a fulfilling career. One of the best ways to get good at job hunting is to talk to people who do it well. That's why once a month, I interview a Max List reader who found a job they love. Our guest today is Jessica Ventura. She's the legislative director for Oregon Secretary of State Shamia Fagan. Jessica Ventura believes in the power of her network. In a story you can find on the MaxList website, Jessica says the encouragement and advice she received from people who know her well helped her get the job she has today. Why do you love your job, Jessica? Yeah, that's a really great question, uh, Mac. Well, you know, like I talked a lot in my article, I just, I, I learned early on that one of the ways that I could find meaning and also create positive change in my own community was really by impacting policies at the, at the systems level. Um, and the previous jobs that I've, I've had, um, they've all have allowed me to think creatively and strategically about passing legislation. And it really, they have allowed me to collaborate with a diverse group of people as well. I've been very fortunate to meet all sorts of people from different backgrounds um, and have learned something from all of them. Um, and that in that uh, time period too, you know, I've been able to work with legislative members or staff, other lobbyists and partner organizations, um, including the secretary herself. Um, and really when I think about it too, and I step back, you know, not once did I think that as an undocumented student that grew up in Portland, that I would get an opportunity to help pass legislation as a career. And so I, I, I love my job right now. Um, and even previous jobs that I've had too, I've, I have felt respected, seen and heard, um, particularly in my current job, which means a lot to me. Um, I continue to feel an immense privilege and responsibility and, and just honored to be able to do this work right now. Let's talk about your job search. What, what was the biggest challenge you faced? Yeah, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> it was really funny uh, when I was writing the article, uh, when I was trying to write the responses to your questions, because at the time um, when this particular position, the legislative director for Secretary Fagan opened up, I, I actually was not looking for a job. Um, I was really happy working with the Oregon Department of Education. I love my bosses. Um, and, you know, while it was challenging navigating COVID and just even seeing the impacts on my own children and being a part of a team making decisions that were impacting them. Um, I was still pretty happy there, but I, but I think at some point, um, you know, the position opened up and something in my gut said, okay, you probably need to look for something else. Now it's been seven years. You have passed a lot of great legislation for the governor and for the director. Maybe there's some other policy areas that you can focus on that would create meaningful change for Oregonians. And um, I thought, you know, Secretary Fagan is such a dynamic person that I really wanted to go and and help implement her vision for Oregon and um, decided to apply. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. In your article for us, Jessica, you you talked about how it was hard to leave your last job. You accomplished a lot there. You enjoyed your uh, your colleagues and your experience. And you talked a moment ago about you know, listening to your gut. Uh, how did you know it was the right time to leave? Yeah, I think you know, I I feel like in many ways I grew up um, 
at the Oregon Department of Education in the same way that I feel that I've grown up inside of the legislature. Um, I think there was a point in time where I felt like I had done all that I could to make the team that I had created the best team that I could. Um, I felt pretty accomplished and I felt like I had enough relationships with people there that I could step away and I had built a program that would be able to sustain or would be able to, or another person could come in and either improve or, you know, just get rid of it or whatever. But I just, I felt like I had done all the things that I could based on my abilities to make the greatest impact at the Department of Education. Um, and I felt um, kind of a sense of peace once I realized that I could, I could take my time to really look for something else and be more intentional about how I wanted to take my next steps. So I think for me, it was just really kind of taking a step back and um, looking at my career in the seven years that I was there and, and asking myself, well, am I happy now with all the things that I've accomplished? And if so, maybe it's now time to look for something else. In your story for us, you said you were encouraged to see this job posted on several websites. Why was that a positive sign for you? Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, I, I don't know, it's so funny. Maybe it's fate or maybe it's things are just meant to happen. But I saw it posted several times in, some, in most of my social media, um, uh, you know, accounts that I have, like LinkedIn. There's like personal private um, job Facebook groups, too, that I'm a, that I'm a part of. Um, and it just kept popping up. And then you know, I started to realize, oh, maybe, maybe that is kind of the next step. And uh, for me to try to make the decision as to whether or not to even apply, I, I, I really had to talk to other people. For one, because I, I think as a Latino woman, you know, I've, I've, have, um, generally as Latinas, you have to get a lot of encouragement to apply to jobs, um, and this particular position. Um, really felt like a, a next level uh, legislative director position. So I, I needed to find out whether or not I was a good fit, if the skills and the experience that I had would complement the secretary, her team, um, and also whether or not the secretary's team would be a good fit for me, um, because it is a two-way relationship. Tell us more about those conversations with your, your friends and colleagues in your network as you explored whether to apply for the job or not. Uh, what kinds of questions did you you put out there and what kind of information did you get back? Yeah, you know, I I spoke to a lot of mentors. Um, I spoke to a few folks that worked for the secretary at the time um, and still do. Um, and really, I just posed a lot of questions about, you know, what are the needs? Um, what are, um, what is the team like? Um, what is the culture like? Um, you know, as a mom too, and uh, have two younger kids, I have to juggle uh, the children's education and really center them um, in many ways. And so I wanted to get to know whether this really high profile position would still allow me to continue to be um, a mom, first and for foremost. Um, so a lot of the questions I asked were just really around that is tell me about team culture, tell me about the needs. Um, and then I had a lot of, um, you know, points to make about my experience in creating systems within the Oregon Department of Education and whether or not that's something that would be valuable to the secretary and her team. 
Um, and then, yeah, I just, you know, I also called the previous person that had my position and, you know, I thought it was, um, important for me to hear from that person too, just to hear about their perspectives and, um, also in, to, to help me and inform myself about, um, you know, the next steps and whether or not I would apply. So you were interviewing in, in effect, uh, people who were going to be hiring for this job or yeah. worked uh, just as much as eventually they would be interviewing you. Yes. <laughs> I, and I think it's terrific. Uh, how did you know how to do that? How did you learn how to do that? Did someone teach you or did it come naturally? Tell us more about that. You know, I want to say something nerdy, but I've always have been fascinated with um, the application and interview process, whether in, in, in any of the positions that I've had. And so a lot of the skills that I learn about how to apply to positions or how to talk to people about jobs, I really have just Googled <laughs> everything. I, you know, I, when I was preparing kind of questions about how to ask um, the people that I was reaching out to, I would just kind of type in like, you know, how do you do an informational interview? Um, what are some of like the standard questions that you could ask? And um, having kind of a set standard of questions then allowed me to tailor the conversation and I would be able to bring in kind of my own experience and just say like, well, you know, I used to do this. Would this be helpful? Um, but really just kind of having a set of questions um, that I would ask people were really helpful. Once you did apply, you uh, were selected for interviews and you met with two separate interview panels and these are often very formal conversations. They can have, yeah. they happen in large organizations, public or private. Um, how did you prepare for that? Jessica? Yeah. That's a, yeah, these, um, particularly in state jobs, they can be a little intimidating. Um, so for this position and even the previous position that I had at ODE, um, I went, be I, I had two different panels, um, and for this one, I essentially what I did was I looked at my resume. Um, I again looked to the internet and found kind of the top most common questions that you get in an interview process, and really tried to um, write out my answers prior to those meetings. And I had those answers with me. Um, and what I have found, um, even when I was at ODE applying for different positions, is that those top five questions are used in almost every single organization. And so um, there's variations of it, right? Um, but I, I just, I just found those questions and wrote up some answers. And then when I was being interviewed, I had my notes with me. And if a, if a question was similar enough, I already had my talking points ready um, and ready to use. It's a fascinating point. I, people wonder how they should prepare for interviews. And your research showed you that the questions and the opportunity to prepare the answers, they're, they're just hiding in plain sight. They're available via Google, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> yes, they are, which is kind of funny when you think about it. Yeah. Well, in addition to the formal interviews, you also met with the Secretary of State and her Chief of Staff. What was your approach to these conversations? Yeah, you know, for those conversations, um, you know, the Chief of Staff was in both interviews, and then the final one was with the Secretary and the Deputy Secretary. But for those particular, um, for that second interview, for me, it was really more about um, 
showing them my, like who I am, right. As a person, my personality and the things that um, make me um, kind of my authentic self. So for me, it was really important to talk about things that we all had in common um, and also talk about sort of that, the, the skills that I would bring to the table. But, you know, I really wanted to bring um, more of a connection because, you know, I, I'm going to be, or I am involved in a lot of conversations. And so t- to, to be able to get to a place of starting with trust at the very beginning was really important for me. You have more than 10 years professional experience now. How has your thinking about your career changed since you graduated from college? Yeah, I think it's changed a lot. <laughs> um, I still remember when I was an intern, um, senior year of college, my first inter- internship was with um, Sen- uh, Senator um, Burdick. Um, and I remember just thinking back then, like, oh, I just, I got to work a lot. I got to figure out how to make something out of this. And, you know, when you're out of college, you're kind of just taught by society that that's what you need to do, right? Is you have to put your career first. And, and even as an immigrant myself too, I've kind of have had that mentality of like pulling myself by the bullstraps and just really working hard and just all the work, um, working hard will pay off eventually. Um, I think when I, when I became a mom, um, my thinking around my career changed a lot, uh, actually significantly. I started to really think about how do I still feel like I'm making an impact to my community here in Oregon, but also make sure that I'm being present for our children. Um, and, and that's really hard. <laughs> it's really difficult because if we don't have, you know, managers or supervisors or bosses that are really um, family friendly, it's it's really hard to to get to a place to be able to center the children um, around career or even family, whatever type of family you're creating. Um, because I spent so long at the Oregon Department of Education and people really got to know me um, and really, I, you know, I grew up a lot at ODE. I, my, the first position I had there was right after graduate school as well. Um, and uh, I had my, I already had uh, my, my eldest son by then. And, you know, my manager was just so great in allowing me flexibility. And particularly as the children have um, entered, you know, kindergarten, first grade, um, I have really have had to think about how do I structure my day so that if I need to be, if I need to go pick up the children or if I need to do something around them that um, there's people that will understand uh, that I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do, which is be a mom. Finally, Jessica, what's your number one job hunting tip? Yeah. You know, I, um, the, the number one thing I always tell my friends or folks who are just generally interested in interviewing tips is just go go to Google and and you know look up how to interview. Um, there's a lot of resources in the internet about like the top questions that you know companies will um, ask you, or even the top like five questions that you should be asking your employer. Uh, I think folks often forget that this is a two way relationship, and you want to make sure that you're also asking questions and posing questions to the interview panel that will help you make a decision about whether or not that position is a good fit. Well, thank you, Jessica, for sharing your story. To learn more about Jessica Ventura's job search, visit maxlins.org slash stories.
And check out the Max List website for dozens of other success stories. On the second Friday of every month, we add a new interview with a Max List reader who's found a dream job. Again, go to maxlist.org slash stories. In the meantime, thank you for listening to today's bonus episode of Find Your Dream Job. This show is produced by Max List. Susan Thornton-Hoff schedules our guests and writes our newsletter. Lisa Kislin-Berry Anderson manages our social media. Our sound engineer is Matt Fiorillo. Ryan Morrison at Podfly Productions edits the show. Don Mole creates our transcripts. And our music is by Freddie Trujillo. This is Mac Pritchard. See you next week 